Right then, folks, welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. So it's a weekly wonder through the world of electric cars, whether you are charging or relaxing or, I don't know, trying to look busy for the boss. This is the place for your electric car fix. So this week we talk about the Volkswagen ID7, or the bits that we are allowed to talk about, the Kia Nero EV and the Mazda MX-30 EV. So joining me this week, because we have no Ginny this week, it is James Batchelor. Hi, Batch. Hi, hi. I'm so glad I'm back. I thought I'd uh, blotted my copybook last time, but clearly not, because I'm here. (laughs) And of course, we have the ever-fabulous Mike. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Uh, The ever-available Mike, yes. No, I'm very well, thank you. (laughs) Nice to be back. Yep. So first things first, we need to discuss what we've been driving this week. So first things first, I'm going to I'm going to go straight with you, Mike, because last week on last week's podcast, you were just about to head off to go and drive the VW ID7. So I want to know how that went or what you're allowed to tell us, because there's an yeah, embargo, well, right? There is an embargo. It's a couple of weeks. I think it, it breaks next week. Um, yeah, I drove I drove through Storm Kieran to get to Heathrow Airport and it was the bumpiest takeoff I've ever <laughs> experienced in my life anyway uh, we flew to marseille went to drive the volkswagen id7 as you say which is a kind of an odd an odd car i'm not entirely sure volkswagen know why they're launching it as well either really it's uh it's going to sit above um id4 id5 it's a saloon even though it's a hatch um you know they're careful not to sort of compare it to other models but i guess it's kind of ionic six kind of money sort of dynamics as well so it's yeah it's, it's an interesting than an package. ionic six though isn't it it is yeah. it is a little it's bit bigger it, than an ionic six it is um a little bit yeah it's 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 a very volkswagen car they've clearly turned their back on id being funky new way you know this is the new modern kind of way it's very much like a big like an arteon or a, a big passat something like that and it kind of takes the place of passat because there's no saloon passat anymore it's going to be a state only so if you want a big Volkswagen saloony shaped car, ID7 is kind of going to be your only option. It's, you know, I think it appealed to Volkswagen owners. It's uh, ticks all those boxes. It's well made. It's comfortable. It's a little bit bland. It's just all those kind of, you know, kind of Volkswagen-y things. And I think they're kind of in their comfort zone. Uh, now they're doing this 77 kilowatt hour battery and a new bigger 86 kilowatt hour battery, which is the same one that goes in the Buzz long wheelbase. So yeah, it's an interesting car i'm i can't i'm sworn to secrecy in terms of efficiency and how because that counts as driving impressions but um it's quite interesting you'll have to see uh next week when the uh when the review comes out i'm gonna be honest right you've thrown out the word interesting quite a lot which <laughs> never never normally bodes well i don't <laughs> i don't know how you're feeling about how about that reaction batch but like we're listening to mike going it's interesting because like it's really interesting which means i don't know if it's a good thing but I well, guess he's, he, well, he's gagged <laughs> well, by the embargo, isn't it? I mean, it's very difficult when you know that you are likely. <laughs> if you say something wrong, you're going to get into trouble with some Germans. Um, you, you know, you've got to say use the word interesting, <laughs> I suppose, haven't you? So. That's true. Okay, has, hasn't it, with interesting. <laughs> isn't one of the big things, though, isn't it? got a new infotainment screen. Isn't that one of the big things about this car? Or have I made that up? You haven't made that up, Ooh, and we are allowed to talk to it because it's ah. it's not it's not a driving impression. So that information is out. I can't tell. I probably ah. can't tell you how it works, but what I can tell you is yes, it is a bigger screen. It's version four of their software, which by their own admission should have been version one. Um, it's way better. I mean, it was flawless during our our time, but it didn't it didn't miss a beat. And I think 
it does get a bad reputation and i think it's one of those things that people found the first one awful even volkswagen admit it wasn't it wasn't ready but i guess that's that's reputation sticks for i mean crikey we're talking three years in people are still referring to it as oh the terrible volkswagen it's a load better than it was and one thing i can tell you which is which which apparently was almost impossible to fix with the previous one is that those sliders now are now backlit so if you're driving it in the hours of darkness which this time oh, of year is oh. most which is most of them you can see the volume control and the heater control so you're not sort of finally stabbing. yes exactly i did ask the engineer about Listen. this and he said um Listen. you would not believe you would not believe how complicated it was to add that in we had to develop an entirely new unit it was just it was they they, they something it was an oversight um it should have had it should have had it but it didn't and it was too late to change it. Um, but it wasn't just a case of adding an extra, you know, one or zero in the code to light those lights up. There was no provision for, for lighting those at all. And it would have been a complete hardware change, which is what they've, basically what they've had to do. Oh, blimey. Well, yeah. I'm pleased that they've done it. And and does it look nice while, while you're sliding and pressing those touchy slideys? Interesting. Interesting's the word, isn't it? <laughs> I tell you what is interesting, Batch, is that the fact that we've got so got used to driving a car now with an enormous screen, you know, just mm. two or three inches to the left or the right of you, depends on the side of the car you're driving on. You know, I think two or three years ago, we'd have said, my goodness, that is really strange to be doing that. But we've just get in now and we think, oh, that's fine. That's easy to read and it's straightforward. It's, it is, there are a lot of controls on it. There's one or two controls that are physical buttons, but again, it's it's a bit like the EX30 and so much as an awful lot on there, but it is better. They have made it so much, you haven't got to click different screens in order to then access all the kind of various bits and pieces. But I mean, there were two standout things of that launch. One, it was, <laughs> three, one, it was interesting. Second was um, they put a very, a very um, good, soundtrack and this is a kind of sort of a new thing isn't it and they have soundtracks uh playlists in the cars when you drive them obviously to try and put you in the mm. mood of giving them a good review that kind of thing this was sort of 80s and 90s bangers it was um it was all killer oh. no, it was all killer no filler it was every track you thought yeah this is good it was almost spookily kind of the own the sort of playlist you would choose yourself I don't know how they do that because I'm an old fossil, mm. so I quite like 80s and 90s stuff. But there were sort of younger guys on that launch, which must have thought it must have sounded like classical music to them. It was that old. But um, it was, it, that was good. And the last thing was we had an hour and a half transfer to the airport and we did them in an ID buzz. And it was one of those things. I've driven an ID buzz, but I've never ridden in the passenger seat or in the back. And it was just nice just to drive, to be taken in a car that you've written about and everything and just realize, oh, yeah, this is really nice. I'm going to concentrate on the driving. It was a lovely thing. And that's all I'm going to say. About was it. it as nice in the back as you make it? Because you can't open those windows. So getting car sick is just, that's a nightmare for anyone in the back of a buzz. It's, it's funny you should say that because uh, one of the guys um, did arrive at the airport <laughs> looking very green, ran straight past us. And we thought, oh, is he on an earlier yeah. flight? No, we were just trying to find the loo. So uh, yeah, it was, yes, I was in the front. I was all right. I, I called because I, I'm, because I've got circus act legs, I'm six foot five. I can't, you know, I kind of say, oh, I don't, don't want to go in the back. So I, I had the front seat. But uh, yeah, one of the guys in the other car was oh. looking a little bit, uh, a little bit green. But anyway, enough of the ID7. Let's let's talk about something else. Yeah, come on, Batch. What you been driving? We haven't we haven't seen you for a while because you haven't no. been on this podcast for I don't know, like a month. No, no, and I, I, I've done a lot actually, um, which is nice. I've been driving lots of interesting things. Um, I've driven the Neo, the Neo EL6, which um, oh, very yes. interesting car, actually. I was, 
I hate to say this because I'm a journalist and you should go with an open mind, but I wasn't expecting a lot from this car. Um, But it really impressed me, actually. And um, I know we've spoken about the whole battery swapping tech before. um, And Neo themselves say that this is just it's just a stepping stone. It's just it's just trying to solve the problem we've got at the moment, which is the charging infrastructure not being brilliant when you desperately need it. Um, but the car itself, really not nice and premium. I mean, it, you know, I, dare I say it, I would probably consider it over a Mercedes EQE SUV, actually. Interesting, possibly. Whoa. Um, so I did that. And then I flew immediately to Liverpool via Ryanair, which was my first ever Ryanair flight. But that's an entirely different story. We won't go there. We were winding Batch up, telling him it needed to buy extra seats. Yeah, we were winding you up on that launch yeah. previously, to telling them that you had to pay to use the toilet and that kind of thing. So uh, you were a bit worried, weren't you? <laughs> I was very, very worried. Yes. Um, actually, in my excitement there, I've, I've said the story a little bit wrong. Um, I was on the Mazda, e, uh, the Volvo EX30 with with Mike actually, and we had a lovely time, didn't we? Um, yeah, that was, driving that yeah, car, that which um, interesting. It's had a um, load of different reviews. That <laughs> car, I think we, we've we've given it quite a positive review. I agree with it. I think it's um, a bit of a game changer. Um, so yeah, I've done that, and then then I flew to Liverpool via Ryanair to drive the Mazda MX-30 REV, which is another car, which is very, very divisive, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, it is. Yeah. How did you find it? Um, uh, I really, I really <laughs> liked it, but it's... Um, <laughs> Don't say interesting. It's, it's, what, it's, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's one of those cars um, which... It's very difficult to recommend, which is which is a strange thing to say, I know. And the, the reason why I say that is I think you've got to really understand the technology and understand the heritage of Mazdas and rotary engines and all that kind of stuff stuff to really, really get it. I think the the normal person on the street who's perhaps considering whether they're going to be buying a full EV next time round or a range extender or a plug-in hybrid or whatever it is, I don't think they'll properly grasp it. And um, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough sell that car. Interesting. Mm. Cause I, I've, I haven't, I think I'm the only one, I'm the only one on this chat that hasn't um, sat in the, sat in the, the MX-30 yet. So I don't, yeah, I don't really know what to expect, but from everything that I've heard, it's uh, it's you're going to use it again. It's it's in- interesting, and I'm well, slightly si- concerned for the first moment that I sit in it. <laughs> well, sitting in it is one of the nicest things because the interior is lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got it cork everywhere. The the build quality is lovely, and you know, and and Mazda they don't like. We were just talking about massive touchscreens. Mazda don't like massive touchscreens. They like to have like a small screen with a little rotary wheel, like BMW do occasionally mm, like um that. and mm. um so so yeah so the interior is lovely it's just that yeah it's it's probably not as efficient as you might hope it to be and that's probably the biggest problem with it really gotcha okay yeah that makes sense um so i have been driving well 
I haven't really properly driven it. I've done like one trip in it. I took delivery this week of the Kia Nero EV, which we are shooting later on this week. Um, at the moment, as it stands, for the first time ever, mm-hmm. we are in a full electric car house. Wow. So my husband's van, his Citroen Berlingo broke down last week. <laughs> oh. So while it's in the garage... He is driving my current long-term car, my Genesis GV60, so that he can get around and he's taking it to work and all that sort of stuff, while I'm now driving the Kia Nero EV. We are now a fully electric house, which has never happened before. We've always had, you know, a backup petrol or whatever. And, I mean, so far, we're just a couple of days in, but so far, so good. My first, um, uh, it's my husband's first experience of driving an electric car and he's absolutely loving it and he's also he said he's gutted that he's going to have to give it back to me and go back into the Berlingo once it's fixed we'll have to get him an e-Berlingo at some point because he's got the dirty old diesel but um it's it's quite nice we're both we're both full-blown EV at the moment which is quite a nice experience so no, nice no complaints is he had to charge it? can he get all his kit in it what does he use the van for he can get the yeah so well, because well, so he fits uh, carpets, and also he's he's an actor and he's in the West End at the moment, so he's using it at the moment to commute that's and also go to different sort of carpet jobs. Joyce being an actor—that's a logical combination of roles, um, isn't it? I know, <laughs> yeah. But he's managed to get all of his stuff in, and you know, folded the rear seats down, and that all worked very nicely. And he's mostly complimenting how quiet it is. I guess he's so used to driving a diesel that the moment he sat inside the Genesis, he was like, oh my God, it's silent. And then he also discovered the massaging seats. So he's oh. more than happy <laughs> at the moment. Do, just quick That's question. So, but I'm in, I'm in the Nero. Quick yeah. question. Go on, Do the massaging, are they any good, the massaging seats in the GV60? Because in a lot of cars, they say, oh, we've got massaging seats. And it's just like... I don't know. It's just like somebody just blowing a balloon in your back, isn't it? It's not, it's not, it's not pleasant mm. at all. Yeah, I know what you mean. Cause actually, so I've experienced a few different ones, right? So like, first of all, my, my friend Hal has a Ford Puma that has massaging seats. Mm. That is literally just a little pump of air mm. in, in your yeah. back. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but then I also got to be a passenger in the new Range Rover over the weekend because my brother-in-law has one. So I was sat and I was like, well, I have to try the massaging seats. That was very nice. Goes up the back. It was the, he's got the plug-in hybrid. It was, goes up the back and goes up to the shoulders. Not as firm as I wanted it to be because I requested intense, but it wasn't as intense as I would like. And I do have to say the Genesis not only sort of does your lower back and the middle of your back, it's stronger. So it's more intense, but it also does like under the seats, like punches up like punches your bum cheeks is the best way to explain it yeah the id the id7 has has those um yeah and and also does the the bum cheek punch yeah it's i mean the back stuff i didn't i mean i had my seat back kicked by a six-year-old on the flight on the way out so i didn't really you know i was kind of in the mood for not having any kind of massage effects on my back but they made us try it out because it's one of the features of this car but yeah yeah the 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 cheeks one is is odd isn't it I'm probably not allowed to say it, but it's, it's like nice. all I can say it's odd. Yeah. Do you like it? It's really nice. Yeah. It's, but if you're on a long journey, I yeah. mean, having something dig into your lower back is quite nice. But having something wiggle your bum a bit is really lovely. I like that. Yeah, I like that. No. Yeah. 
We no, just, no, no. We, hang on. We're operating in a we, we operate in a in a sort of strange reality, don't we, as as motoring car journalists, because we talk about this sort of things. But you know, when you actually look at the spec sheet and it's like a nine hundred pound option, if it was your own hard earned mm. cash, if it was an extra fifteen pound a month on the uh, on the monthlies, would you would Ouch. you tick it, or would you just think, oh, it's lovely to try, but really, if it was yeah. fifteen pound a month. I would probably pay that. I would pay that for that. Yeah, if I yeah. if it was just a normal back massage, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have it. But the but the bum cheek punch has, okay. is a real game changer. I think no. it's it's re- like because it wiggles your your pelvis a bit, and it's really nice if you've got lower back pain. It's fine if you've got constipation, but um, it's just t- for me. There's just too much movement down there, and I just I just I just worry that of what might happen. So um, I I don't like I don't like them. I hate them. <laughs> it's it's your bum cheeks it's not you know in a more Nicola, intimate place it's it's Nicola, your bum. it just wiggles your hips i'm getting to the age now though that where any movement in that area you just don't know what's going to happen so um i just i just don't <laughs> like it just give me a back massage not a bottom massage thank you very much okay no give me a bum massage all day love it <laughs> absolutely love it i really do <laughs> I really think. Well, we well this t- this took a turn. This podcast, didn't it? <laughs> it did, didn't it? It really did. I also want to talk to you, Batch, because I saw um, you tweeted the other day about the best cars for towing or the best EVs for towing. Mm. I mean, this is it's a really important thing for a lot of people that want to make the switch to to electric cars if they can go fully electric to tow their caravans or not, or if they should wait a little while. So, what oh, do you reckon? Yeah. It is. It is. And the way I always look at look at it is if you think just the normal person on the street is a little bit sceptical at times of switching to an electric car, it's a whole different world when it comes to towing. Because, you know, the, 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 the typical tow car is still a big diesel SUV with a massive engine, massive amounts of torque big good fuel economy all those kinds of things so going electric is a massive thing for anybody who uh goes you know tows and goes away on caravan holidays and what have you and the thing is though there are some fantastic electric cars out there at the moment they're fantastic at towing and um one of my most recent car i was driving for this purpose um was the skoda enyaq coupe and great great car for towing um better than the bmw ix that i drove a few months ago for towing just a really really great long distance car the only problem is is that it can't do long distances because um as soon i'm not saying anything extraordinary here i'm sure all our listeners know this but as soon as you put a caravan on the back of a of a car the range goes south very very quickly so um just driving normally unhitched uh, i was getting around 270 miles from this enyaq coupe put a caravan on mm-hmm. the back and that goes down to 120 miles and that's me driving by myself not with a family on board or with you know luggage on board or stuff in the caravan i think if you were taking that car on a proper towing holiday you'd struggle to beat 80 miles i think before you had to tow before you had to charge and this is this is the problem the cars themselves are great it's just that the battery technology isn't quite there yet to tow stuff um 
But there is some really interesting stuff uh, in the future, though. I mean, there's talk of of caravans themselves actually having on board generators and chargers and stuff to, you know, to to recoup mm. all the the lost energy um, so that it's not taking power away from the car, all that kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot of stuff in 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 the future. It's just at the moment, if you are considering uh, going for an electric car when towing. You're going. To, you're, you're going to have a bit of a stressful life, I think. And ch- and charging is a whole world, whole world of pain as well, isn't it? No, it is. It is because you've got to unhit. You've got to hitch it. I mean, I know yeah. the Dutch are really good at this because they're they're Europe's biggest caravanners, aren't they? I think the Dutch. So a lot of those um, yeah. uh, fastnet charging stations are the drive-through ones, so you can with space enough if you've got a caravan on the back of it. But uh, in the UK, oh, yeah. yeah, that's hard work, isn't it, at the moment. No, and we don't. We just don't have them. And if you look at the main holiday routes, like you know the A three hundred three and the key motorways, they're on. You just don't have um, service stations where you can sweep in there with a caravan, and and you've you've got to unhitch your caravan. And people don't want to do that, you know. And and we could potentially have a future where you turn up at a services and and the whole car park is strewn, absolutely littered with white plastic yeah. boxes. Because people had to unhitch to actually charge up. So yeah, I mean, we you know we frequently talk about how the charging infrastructure can be a little bit patchy in certain parts of the country. We are still a world away from the charging network, even considering lifestyle things such as charging uh, tow cars and what have you. So there's a lot of work needs to be done before electric cars become commonplace towing uh, caravans on the back so this this new potential tech in the caravan that then the the caravan would make the most of the regen break-in is that something that you could add on to an old caravan or you'd have to buy a new caravan to get this new technology within the wheels or something well potentially um yes i mean you could add it you could add it but the i was talking to some caravan experts the other day and um, they were saying it's all well and good, but how much is all of this componentry going to weigh? And uh, it will affect the weight of the caravan. And then in turn, it'll affect the weight of the car. So um, really what it needs is, is an entirely ground up new style of caravan that is designed to, uh, to, to, to factor all this technology in really. So, yeah, I mean, car makers and battery makers need to continue to develop tow cars. And equally, the caravan industry needs to start um, thinking seriously about uh, electric tow cars as well. So a lot needs to be done. And a lot of people need to talk to lots of other people to get to get this stuff uh, to get this stuff done, really. So there's an Osprey um opened a station on the way to Cornwall and Devon. I think it's on the A30. And that had a drive-through towing bay. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested to know if anyone who's listened to this has tried it or seen anyone using it. I think it's there's one of only a handful in the country, but that isn't on a sort of popular route. I guess it takes up so much space, doesn't it? And you've got real estate of a charging, yeah. station, charging site. You want to pack it full of as many charges as you can. And if you've got a, one that's going to take a car and a trailer or a caravan then 
I guess that's space that you could have another charger unit in that's earning you money. So I guess it's it's a trade off, isn't it? But if it, if everyone's aiming there for there because they've got a caravan or trailer, then it it might pay, end up paying for itself. So it'll be interesting to know if anyone's been out there and uh, and driven and used it. I mean, yeah, write down in the comments below if, if you've Please. experienced before or if you have any questions. That's yes. nice. Did you see what I did there? Oh. Yeah. See if people have some comments and questions because sure. I know that Mike's got a list of questions and comments that have come in over the few previous videos. So come on then, Mike. Okay, I've been through, <laughs> I've been through the post bag, as they say. I uh, found some good ones. Um, <laughs> there's a few bits and pieces commenting on, on stuff we've done. There's also people just telling us they're having a great time. You know, there's a chap called Alistair L said he had a mini trip of a lifetime to spend a day with his daughter driving the e-tron gt around the nurburgring i mean you know that's pretty oh, good isn't it gosh and guess what and that wasn't the only win he that, had that wasn't the only win he had he said um sixth or 60 how do you pronounce that that car hire place 60 sixth 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 sixth, sixth. Hmm. he got yeah. he got bumped up on his uh on his booking and he got a mercedes eqs as his hire car so i don't know what he booked i don't know if he sort of booked a corsa you know petrol and he got what bumped he up to an eqs but that is winning <laughs> that is winning the hire car lottery isn't it an that, eqs that never happens that never happens normally so, you'll end up being bumped down with any hire car <laughs> alistair tell us how you did it if you use a special code or something or you were particularly nice at the desk i don't know but um Anyway, um, we move on. You know, I had my, my 12 volt failed on the Ionic 5 the other day and misery. Mm, I was crawling through yeah. the boot to try and get all the various bits of space. Um, Megaddy36 um, helpfully says, buy a booster starter pack and leave it in the boot. You'll never get stuck again. I did have one in the boot. It didn't work. It was fully charged. But every time I connected it to the battery, <laughs> it kind of, the car went on, then went off. I went on, then went off. And that, it, I, I Put a, a, a put a little video that it was it looked, looked horrendous. I thought it was, must be doing some damage at some point, but it wasn't. It was never on long enough to be able to switch it on to be able to fire up the big battery to start charging the little one. Um, and Mister Mawson two four three eight. It's hard to imagine there's two hundred forty two thousand four hundred thirty seven other ones. But anyway, DC two four three eight. He said helpfully. I'd say don't let the battery run down so much. So if only I'd listened. <laughs> To Mr. Mawson, two four three eight. I know. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened. It wasn't even um, that low, though, was it? It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Even that it low. was nineteen percent. It was twenty percent when I left it. It dropped down to nineteen percent because the flaps were doing this, and it was obviously going to Blue Link and everything. And that was enough to anyway. It's history. I'm over it. Um, so you questioned how fast fifty knots was on that electric boat you were driving last yes. week, Nicola. Well, oh, Andrew, I didn't get to drive it. I just got to look at it. Well, but yeah. Regardless, Andrew <laughs> Mullen, 4003, says yeah. 50 knots is 57.5 miles per hour. Okay, so. That's pretty quick, isn't it, on water? That, that would feel really quick, uh, really quick on water. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, a request, which I think we'll be able to fulfill for once. Um, Adam Shooter, 6302, says, please, can we have your long-term review on the Enyaq and Aria that you hinted at a while ago? We hint at a lot of stuff and. It never gets done. But this this is both a high up on his list for a, my first full EV. Well, Adam, it's coming. It's being filmed in the next week or so. We've got more updates coming for our yes. Enyaq and our Aria. It is a weird thing, isn't it, when you're when you're driving like a long term car? Like so, with the Genesis, because I because I was with Tom last week and yeah. I was doing some other little drivey bits. So Tom took the Genesis for an hour to kind of drive it around, and he was the one that was taking it to each location, and he was the one driving it. And he got out and I went, well, and he went, I don't know. I don't know if I like, I'm like, no, you can't. I think as well, because 
that's the joy the joy of a long-term car is that you it fits it ends up fitting into your life and you end up appreciating parts that someone driving it for five minutes doesn't actually understand or appreciate yet so I do think long ter- long-term reviews are, are really really important things so um I got really upset when when Tom found some bits about the Genesis he didn't like <laughs> Well, I, th- I think on the, I on that it. bombshell, yeah. we need to wrap up, really, don't we? Because we've, you know, people will have charged; they'll be ready to go and plug their cars by now. So, um, I think that's probably it for this week. Have we hit thirty minutes? Yeah. <gasps> oh, I'm proud of us. Well Ooh. done, lovely. I wasn't even keeping an eye on the time. You see, well, we well could done. waffle on for hours. I know, but people have got people have got lives; they've got stuff to do. So, I think we better leave them in peace. That's very true. <laughs> well. <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us this week uh, I have no idea what the plan is for next week or who will be on or what we're going to talk about but we'll we figure that one. out next week we'll see you next time bye, bye. everyone <laughs>